0: no matter the industry leaders need to hold these things dear who we serve how we serve why we serve this is people process service a frontline source group podcast hey everyone welcome to a brand new podcast here on market scale it is by frontline source group and it's called people process and service and today we're talking to the president and ceo of frontline bill casco Bill, thank you so much for being here today.
1: No, I appreciate it. We're excited about this.
0: I am really, really excited to get to dive into this because People Process Service is not just the name of a podcast. It's not just um, something that you kind of throw up on a, as a slogan uh, you know, somewhere in your office and that sort of thing. But this is really a motto that you live by, not just in business, but in life. And we've been talking about it a little bit more just even before we got started. But uh, let's just start off here. How did you first develop this motto and how did you kind of take it on as this philosophy that you go with?
1: No, it's... It's an it's a interesting story to some, and I think mm-hmm. to some of them it may, may be very boring. But, you know, the idea behind this was that uh, 15 years ago when I had the idea to start the company, I had been working with the large Fortune 500 uh, staffing agencies. And I really was looking for something that was different. Mm-hmm. I wanted to find something that was different, that was way outside of the box. But I understood the the issues that I had been able to really see while I was working with the Fortune 500 companies. And part of that had to do with the way the people were treated and, and doing something different, and they weren't doing that. They were very uh, straight line, very in the box, uh, not looking at different ways outside of one concept, which was how to make as much money as possible on people without really recognizing the long-term effect. And, and what I recognized uh, for myself was that there was so much more to this, that there was a deeper value that kind of came into place when you thought about it. Uh, and it was interesting when, when I came up with the name of the company, I was driving home that night and I passed a sign that was on the side of the road and it said that there was a new church coming and it was called frontline church. And, and I thought, gosh, that'd be a great name for a company. And so it kind of morphed from there. But then I went back to the idea that what we do as an employment agency and staffing agency is that we, all we do every day is deal with people. Mm -hmm. And, and that's the most important thing. Uh, for us each and every day is the, the people that we interact with. Then I started to think about that a little bit deeper and recognize that what we do every day in life is with people. Right. And so these interactions that take place and how important people are uh, to our day-to-day activities, whether it's uh, at work, whether it's at home, it could be at church in the community, wherever it may be, mm-hmm. that interaction with people is something that you never lose. It's It's an ongoing thing that in fact, you get better at as time goes on, you know, and and, and you think about people that maybe you grew up with, that you're not as close to anymore, that you went on to college and you met new friends, and then after college, you kind of moved to the next step of your life and you met new people. We go through these different steps, but in each one of those steps, each group had a different impact on you. And so really just uh, understanding how important that is when it comes to people, in, in so many different directions, uh, especially within our industry, became a very important part that in order to be successful, I knew it was going to be all about the people. But from there, what I recognized was that, well, in order to, to be successful with the people, I really need to have a plan. Uh, and when you start thinking about a plan, it's not just a plan from a, the business model, but you start thinking about a plan and the plan is your, your life plan. Right? You know, what, is your, what is your plan Uh, down the road. We've heard this since we were kids. Well, uh, you're going to go, you get through your grade school and into high school and what's your plan? Are you going to go to college? Okay, I'm going to go to college. Great. You go to college and you graduate from college and then your parents say, well, what is your plan? Uh, What are you (laughs) going to do next? And and all through life, we've been hearing this about a plan. Well, when you get into business, you have a plan of some sort also, but your plan is more about how are you going to operate? What are you going to do? What is your process? to get to the next step. And, and I recognize that that process of running a business is, is so important to make sure that you have lined out, but in order to have a successful process, geez, you have to have the right people. And, and so I recognize that and I said, wait a second, we have to have the right people and we have to have the right process. And so if we have the right process to operate our business, it's not just in business, but then it does go back to your life and your family and Mm -hmm. your community. We have to give the right service. We're in a service industry and a service business. And so you think about service as being uh, the customer service. You think about your experience when you go to Starbucks and, and how did they treat you or did they get your drink right? And it's not necessarily just that part when it comes to service. The service piece of it is not only taking care of your client and satisfying their need, but that service also has to do to the community. What are you giving back? What are you, how are you helping others? Right. And so within the staffing industry, when we are interviewing people for career changes or opportunities, we're always looking at how are we treating them? We want to treat them with that respect. We want to make sure that we're communicating with them. All of these points that what I had recognized a lot of companies were not doing. And so the service piece, became very important but then it went even further to make sure that we understood what do we do giving back to the community? What can we do to help these others? How can we uh, treat an individual who has gone through a layoff or a career change in their life? Yeah, Treat them with that respect uh, because that's really what it came back to was that service. But then the service went even further. The service had to do with, it could be within your church or an organization or the time that you donate. So there were so many different pieces of it, and I went, wait a second, that's kind of that third pillar, mm-hmm. is what I've called it, of, of our success. And and when I brought it all together, I recognized that if you have all three of those pillars in line, you, you have the right people, and you have the right process, and you have the right service, then your, your company can be successful. You're, you're, you can live by life through this as well. It's not just about business, but it's a life-changing thing that takes place when you recognize this. And so uh, the, the company started with the philosophy of hiring the best people, surrounding myself with people that were better than I am, uh, bringing those individuals in to, to raise the bar, making sure that as we started to grow and focus and, and go through the ups and downs of starting a business that you had the right process in place that are not necessarily from a business model, but the process to run the business. And so many ups and downs and changes and back and forths uh, and then to give the right service to Mm -hmm. not only give the right service to help make the career change for individuals but to also make sure that we were treating them with that respect to to give back and then to recognize what else can we do but then it went a step further to really recognize that this is what you did at home as well yeah and in your personal life that's the same thing you went through and as I said earlier you go through the changes of friends and things in You don't really realize it you don't realize until you kind of sit back and think about the kids you went to grade school with and how many of those individuals do you still stay in touch with if you're lucky it's a few Mm -hmm. or a lot but that's pretty rare Uh, and then as you went on to middle school or high school how many of those individuals do you still have that communication with and again it's few or, or many and then on to college and then as you move forward in your life you go through those changes It's interesting because all of this happened before the Facebook phase phase when uh, everybody was on Facebook, but even when everybody is on Facebook and connecting, you're still not necessarily connecting. Right. Uh, You you have a kind of third dimension idea of what someone's doing, but you don't have that one-on-one still. Uh, At least you have an update, which is more than what we had before. And so you, you just kind of recognize that in order to be successful, or in order to not even successful sometimes in order to just move forward uh, with whatever it is that you're doing that these three pillars are very interesting to kind of drill down to to especially successful people but to any individual to understand their process mm-hmm. uh, to understand what's the service and understand the people that surround them and one of the things that i found really interesting was interviewing a single mom one time and discussing how she was raising two kids as a single mom and working and going to school and trying to find a new career and and all of the ups and downs. And that's where I think it really hit me that this idea of the people process service didn't have to do just with the business side, that it really had a life effect on people, that she had to rely on people around her that were able to help her Get the kids picked up or take them and drop them off or if one was sick so that she could still go to work because she was very structured. And the structure for her was her process, Mm -hmm. that structure of getting the kids up every morning and taking them to daycare and dropping them off and then picking them up and going to work and then coming home and then going to school and having time. There had to be the structure that was built in. Uh, And then somehow the service that she gave was what she was giving back uh, on the weekends to her church but also what she was giving back to the kids. Her, her service was to help the kids with their, their schooling or, or helping them through um, with Girl Scouts she, she talked about. And so you realize that there's all these different pieces that kind of come into play. So as an individual, we all have this. We just don't realize how important it is and that if one of those pieces are off, what it can cause.
0: Yeah. I, I want to talk about that because if one piece is off or if one piece is out of whack, let's say you focus way too much on process, then maybe you overrun people and maybe you forget about service. Or maybe if you're way uh, kind of overemphasizing service, then maybe you forget that there also needs to be processes in place you know, to make sure that a business operates or that a home functions properly. And so it's it's almost one of those things where it has to be a constant balancing act where you're checking where you fall on all three of the pillars. Because if one is too high, it's going to slant the whole thing, right?
1: No, absolutely. And I think that that's a really great point because from a business side, um, let's just take the people, right? Let's say you have you, you have all of your employees that are working uh, and, and it, it doesn't matter the size of the company. Uh, you have your employees and then you have your process and then you mm-hmm. have the, the whatever the service is that you're doing, building, making, manufacturing. But let's say you have a group of people and you're, let's say you're a small organization, 25 in your company. You have a few bad apples. Mm-hmm. Everything can be fine, but the few bad apples create the drama that creates a problem, which now means that you're off kilter. Right? Your, your people are a problem, and you need to clean it up. We call it uh, a cancer, and you have to cut the cancer out. You have to take that and remove it quickly because it's going to cause problems because it will put you out of kilter. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so... If you concentrate in one area too much, you can, again, as you said, have one that kind of goes on its own and gets out of whack. Yeah. We've spent the last five years redoing our process. It's taken us almost five years mm-hmm. to completely redo our process within our company. And part of that is that the outside world has changed. As I said earlier, you know, we didn't have Facebook 15 years ago. Right. We didn't have the social media like it is uh, today. In fact. Eight, ten years ago, we were trying to do podcasts, and people thought we were crazy. And it's like, <laughs> oh, nobody's going to listen to that. Uh, and so you, you try things that are different mm-hmm. in order to figure out what's the best process. Once you have the process fixed, okay, now, as we have found, now we have to move on to another thing. Uh, now we have to go back to the people. And then you get your people fixed, and then you realize, okay, wait, our process isn't right. We've got to fix this part over here. Mm-hmm. It never stops. Right. And then in life, it's the same way. Right, so you when you talk about the people side, let's just to take a family for example. Mm-hmm. You have a family with a couple of kids. The kids are, you know, going through the early stages and and the trouble twos, and you get the teething, and you move on. You have this little issue with this here, and you think, oh, right, everything's fine, and it's calmed down, and then all of a sudden, what do you got? You got teenage years, <laughs> and then you go through that little stage, and then and then you kind of work it out, and everything's okay, and you get them on the right course, and we're, it's the same thing. Mm-hmm. You're always having to deal with something and you take, you have to take things on one at a time and you have to attack them one at a time. And that's what we discovered was that you identify, you attack it, you fix it, you move to the next. Mm -hmm. But it never is perfect. You're you're never at a stage where you're a 100% absolutely perfect. Right. There's always something that can be improved. But the, uh, the key is to identify as quickly as you can and to attack it as, as quickly as possible, to fix the problem so that you can move on. You also have to take on problems one at a time. And so if your process isn't right, if something's not going right, um, if your kids aren't getting up on time in the morning to get out to school, then you need to identify what's wrong with the process. Is it because they're staying up too late? Is it because they they have too much homework? It, what, is, what is the issue and identify it so that you can resolve that to make sure that they're up and ready to go. Mm-hmm. And it's the same thing in business. If, if our process to get our product out the door isn't working right, where is it bottlenecked? What's the problem? What do we need to adjust? What's changed from the way that we were doing it before right. that was successful to make it to successful today and tomorrow? Again, it's interesting because it doesn't matter if it's a, a, from a business side, from a family side, from a sports figure to an entertainer, everyone deals with this exact same thing mm-hmm. and, it, and it's it, you could be in government and you deal with this everything has to do with that the the people that are around you the mayor of Dallas I mean if he doesn't have uh, the right people around him there will be a problem right if they don't have the right process to go through and they have their meetings and to focus on the, what they need to do there's gonna be a problem mm-hmm. if they're not giving the people of Dallas the right service There's going to be a problem and so they do the exact same thing they attack those one at a time to identify where there's a problem how can we fix it how can we resolve it so it's been very interesting to for us over the last 15 years to realize we can read all the books we want to read we can go through all of these different ideas of people who have gone to harvard and everywhere else Mm -hmm. throw them all out the door because it, it it's just a bunch of bs at the end of the day there's three questions and three things to look at your people your process, and your service. Mm-hmm. And if you just drill down, you don't have to make it so crazy. Just identify those three little pillars and then attack them one at a time. Yeah. And 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 the result is unbelievable. So when the idea behind this podcast came about of how how do we talk about something that seems so simple and yet isn't? And, and the idea was that every person has a different idea about those three things when they start thinking about them. And most people don't even obviously really think about it. But when they do, when they really start to think about what has either made them successful, what's helped their company grow, what, what's, what's the way that they operate, it's been very interesting for us to have conversations with people t- to have them say, you know, I never really thought about that. Mm-hmm. The, the people that have been around me have been around me for like 15, 20 years. You're right. They, they, they're actually the ones that have done this. I, I couldn't be here without them. And then they start thinking about it deeper and they realize, oh, we absolutely do this. We just didn't know what to call it uh, or this is how we have operated. You're right. And so we're excited to really kind of move down the road to discuss those three things with people in the community, people from all over the country. And and our discussions over the last few months, as we've been doing the research to identify with, I don't know, people and influencers across the country has been very rewarding to us to hear their response. That yeah. It's something that they go, you know, I've never heard a conversation like that or had an idea, but oh, wow, that's that really makes sense, and, and I'm excited to come on and talk about it. So we're excited about that.
0: Yeah, so one of the things that particularly fascinates me about this series and, and what we're going to do and the people we're going to talk to is that people aren 't like cars they don 't just roll off you know a, uh, a you know a, a conveyor belt right, all the right. same and so every everybody 's story is going to look slightly different and I think everybody is going to be going through that constant adjustment phase like what you 're talking about where uh, people are different and the business of people, just life in general, is messy because of relationships and because absolutely. of things that, that pop up. And so stories are going to be different for everybody and how this is implemented is going to look different across every company just because people are different and that necessity Absolutely.
1: I, I absolutely agree. And I think that one of the things for myself that's going to be exciting to hear uh, is not only the successful stories, but I'm really excited, which is going to maybe sound kind of sick. Uh, <laughs> I'm excited to hear about the stories where they failed well you learn a lot from that Th- that's just it yeah. you know i i uh i started the my career in staffing with a, a fortune 500 and a fantastic in, incredible publicly traded company mm-hmm. um and i learned a lot but i always tell people i learned a lot of what not to do and and so we learn more from failing uh because we try sometimes than we do just from going through the, you know flipping a page and mm-hmm. moving on to the next and so hearing these stories uh, of from people about uh what they've tried or what they've done or or how they failed i think is going to be something that's exciting to people for people to hear uh it's going to be exciting from a different point of view yeah because it it really has a a different kind of connotation when you start thinking about the three pieces uh and how does that fit in for for these individuals and their organizations or companies or whatever it may be Mm -hmm. uh and i think that's the other beauty of it too is that it can be anything. It just doesn't matter. It's just mind boggling when you start thinking about this same conversation with the housewife mm-hmm. uh, who who runs the home. They have a process and, and they have a way to do things. And it's crazy when you realize the amount of time that it takes. A lot of people don't recognize that and they don't understand what it's like. So I'm excited about it. Very, very excited to to, to really discuss this. So this is something
0: that you put into place 15 years ago. You've built a company around it. But how has this changed your life personally? You know, you, you talk about this being something that exists not just in a business sense, but also just in life, throughout all of life. So for you, how has your life changed in the last 15
1: years, uh, you know, just in, in
0: recognizing and living by this motto?
1: Wow, that's a that's a great question. Uh, and it, it, it I don't know that it's a matter of, like, living by it as much as I recognize that I was already living in it. Hmm. This was something that you kind of look back at and you think, you, as I said, you go through those phases. I think back about grade school. I think back about uh, growing up in grade student, am I in touch with those people? No, I mean, you think about high school, no, not really, not a whole lot. And in college, you've, you've got a few, and then you've got friends you meet after, and then you get into relationships, and you have friends and people that you know. But you have a select group of people that you still keep very close. And I think that's where it really, you recognize that you want those people around you because that makes you better. And and it's in your personal life, but in your business life. So in your, in your professional side of things, we spend more time together at work than we do with our families. Mm -hmm. And so the people that are around you in your professional side, you want them to lift you up. Uh, You want to be able to lift up someone else also, but you need the people around you to make you better. And so you you look at that and then you look at your friends we we all have friends that have been friends but over time they kind of fall off uh, they they become acquaintances right they're not close friends and, and that's okay that's what happens some people don't some people are going to stay only with this they only have one friend that's how it's going to be the rest of their life and i look at that as saying geez open your eyes mm-hmm. that's like saying i'm going to live in one place one house i'm never going to move i'm never going to try anything different you want to do in life you want to try new things. You want to, you want to move on to understanding how do I try something different? How do I evolve? How do I see other parts of the world or country or wherever we may be? And we do that as we go through these different steps of life. Uh, and the same thing comes about when it comes to the process, how you live. You know, I, I would get up in the morning and come to work. For many, many years I would come in early and everybody would laugh <clears throat> because I would come in at like six in the morning. And they were like, oh my God, I can't believe you're here at 6 in the morning and you're <laughs> here till like 6 at night. Now when I tell people that I get up at 3.30 in the morning and I am usually in this building here in Dallas by 4.30 and start my day at 4.30 and, and end my day at 6 that I start to head home, maybe 6.30 even, they think I'm even crazier. But my <laughs> process has changed. Mm-hmm. And, and that over time has happened and evolved where – now I have I make more time for my, myself in the morning. I have me time where I can sit. I can read my emails. I can still look at a paper. I can do things that I enjoy to do before my day kind of starts. I, I can go and run in the mornings, and I can I can have that time where I don't have all the pressure that's on me. So I've changed the way that I live my day to day. That that that's evolved a lot more over the years now that I've recognized. I've changed, and it's the same thing with the service side, giving back to the community, fundraising, donating mm-hmm. you know, to different things, things that maybe I didn't do in the past, um, but I recognize that's what I have to do. I have to give back, but it's not just that. It's mentoring as well, and so you recognize I have to give back what I've been given, and so I've had to change. I've had to take people and and help them grow or give them an extra opportunity to grow. To, to advance in their career and professional side because I was given that same chance.
0: One of the things you mentioned that I think is, is really interesting is that it wasn't so much that you changed, it was just a realization of this is how I've always lived and this is just how things work. If someone is listening to this podcast, what, what do you want them to learn from this? Is it more just that, hey, this is already how things are happening, let's just open our eyes to it and see how this knowledge can then benefit you moving forward?
1: Yeah, I think that that's a huge part of it. I think that we're, we're so inundated every day mm-hmm. with so many different things. I made a comment that uh, we were in a meeting or, uh, earlier this morning. I walked out of the meeting and I went, I was supposed to be in another meeting and I stopped at my desk real quick to check my email. Uh, and I had 150 emails uh, in, in less than an hour. Right. Typical for me. Mm-hmm. That's a normal, typical day. We're inundated. We're bombarded with things. And and so inst- instead of trying to make it so complicated, what we need to do is instead is simplify. and And I think that to me is where I think an individual looking at or, or thinking about their life and about how they operate is to say, don't make it so complicated. And, you know, it's like kids in college. Uh, they, they get overwhelmed when they first go away. And instead of being overwhelmed, they don't they don't have to be. Focus on one thing. Take it one at a time. Instead of trying to take on 20 things at the same time, you can't. Mm-hmm. And when we're under pressure, we, we, we lose the idea of how do we handle it. And then you hear this comment, I've got anxiety. I've got I'm, uh, so much anxiety. Well, you have all this anxiety because you're trying to take on like 20 things at the same time. Mm-hmm. So don't drill it down to figure out there's just these three things, put them in these three pillars and then identify them one at a time. And when you do that, you, you become more structured in the way that you're living your life and the stress level drops. So the 150 emails to me was no big deal. I was able to go through them, boom, 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 knocked them out. Mm-hmm. And then I'm, I'm able to, to leave to come up to do the podcast. Uh, and, and I don't feel that stress. Ten years ago, 15 years ago, I think I would have been more stressed. <laughs> right? Because right, right. it was a different time when we didn't have that many emails at one time. It's like if you had five, you weren't sure what to do. Today, social media, emails, our cell phone, we're never disconnected. And so we're taking on different things and different aspects every single day and Mm -hmm. being bombarded and we have to figure this the people thing you know what this can go to this person they can handle that because under my people category they help they help me with this under under a service category that's a service they can come over here we can handle it over here you have to identify them one at a time tackle it and then, and then move forward.
0: It's really, really fascinating. I'm excited to see how this is going to manifest itself just in different ways with different people across this podcast. And so I'm, I'm really excited to get started. Uh, and this has been just a really, really great look just at people, process, and service, and the way that you guys have implemented this at Frontline Source Group, but also just in your lives. So this is, uh, this is really great. I'm excited. Bill, thank you so much for being here no, today. I appreciate and, and it. Discussing thank you. This.
1: No, we're very excited and look forward to it. It's going to be, a, it's going to be very interesting. Uh, to say the least but we 're very interested in our in our uh, guests that are going to come on and really discuss this in an open forum and so we 're excited so I appreciate it very much
0: well if you 're listening on you know iTunes, Spotify whatever hit subscribe and uh, make sure you get further episodes of people process and service coming out soon here from frontline Source group and Market Scale and we will talk to you again with another episode coming up shortly but until then i 've been your host today Tyler Kern and for our guest Bill Casco, we will talk to you again soon